The film and TV show is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Put that cookie down! Now! Hey, do you guys give up? Have you had enough pain? Never! Good evening and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. As you can tell, we are still on Christmas because it is still December. Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. Um, I'm joined by Alex. Hello. Hello. How nice are you? All right? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm feeling better after having a bit of Christmas sickness. As per usual, it's, uh, yeah. tis the season to be sickly. Tis the season to be sickly, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, today is the... Uh, a show based on the results of my um, uh, my poll that I did on uh, on Twitter, which basically is the best post-1991 Christmas film. Mm. Um, so we're going to be discussing the top four that we had uh, and debating the, uh, <laughs> the the final because there's a lot of people out there that didn't like the didn't like the result of the final. I had 111 votes, so it's um, it, it it was a bit. Uh, a, a bit strange, shall we yeah. say? I was I was actually expecting a different film to win um, than what actually did, but th- there were both great films that were in the final, so it doesn't it doesn't matter really. Mm. So um, so yeah, so we'll crack straight on then. So the top four that I had were The Grinch, Home Alone Two, Muppets Christmas Carol, and Bad Santa. So let's start mm. with Bad Santa. <laughs> Bad Santa. Bad Santa. Wow, I mean, I was surprised that Bad Santa actually got to the semi-final because it yeah. was it's one of those films that not many people have actually watched or they've started to watch it. Thurman Merman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's it, it's just such a dark movie as well. It, it's um I've I've been speaking at length with people about uh, Christmas movies and what defines a Christmas movie. Um, because Die Hard is the big one. Uh, when people talk about Christmas movies, Die Hard is a defining yes or a defining no in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. Um, purely because they see it as either just an action movie set at Christmas or a movie about Christmas. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like Bad Santa is along the same sort of lines as Die Hard, where although it has Christmas themes in it, it could be set at any other time in the year and it wouldn't make much of a difference because it's really just a heist-themed movie. Yeah, and it's... It, I mean, the main the main antagonists are both... Obviously, both yeah. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas-themed. Um, but mm. yeah, it, it's kind of the same. I mean, the fact that it has Santa written in, in the name yeah, is... Yeah. It, it kind of makes it more Christmassy than, than Die Hard. Although... <laughs> If you haven't listened to last week's show, listen to last week's show because mm. that was all about that was all about Die Hard and and uh, versus Home Alone, which was really odd. Mm. So, um, so yeah, it's it, yeah, very very strange. 
But um, but yeah, we'll. Uh, I just want to quickly say that because uh, I didn't say I'm not. I'm wearing my. I'm not wearing a tee of the week. I'm wearing a jumper of the week, <laughs> and it's my Clark Griswold hap, hap, happiest uh, quote Chris, um, Christmas jumper, in which I can only describe as neon red. Mm. Um, or Santa Red. That, um, yeah, it's a Santa Red. Which uh, which is underneath my film and TV show hoodie, both of which <laughs> are from Sorella Print, so you can speak to those and you can buy any of the stuff that they do. They do all my T-shirts. Louise is really, really good at doing all of that, so you can um, you can go to them and get anything that you want made, basically film-based <laughs> or anything other. Uh, she can do it for you. Or you can even buy... Some of the hoodies. Um, <laughs> buy so, it for a loved one. <laughs> buy it for a loved one. Film and TV show hoodie. It's the perfect Christmas gift. <laughs> no, if you want to buy one, then you can speak to them. Find them on Twitter um, at Sorella Print. I'm also wearing my badge, and so is Alex. Yes. We're wearing our badge, which is done by the awesome Mythical Studios. Um, they're based in Essex, and they have done me some awesome pin badges with uh, the logo on it, which is fabulous. So if you need anything done, and I found out today they do pops as well, cool. which is even better. So if you want any custom pops... Speak to them at Mythical Studios at the Mythical Shop or at the Mythical Studios. It's one of the two. I can't remember off the top of my head. On Twitter and on Facebook. Find them and get in touch if you want a custom pop or you want any pin badges or anything else. They do some awesome stuff. So make sure you speak to them as well. Um, yeah, it's it, it's great having custom stuff and merch. It's brilliant. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It's like you a feel walking legit. Ad, but I do feel legit, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, if you want to buy any stuff, then uh, then go and see them. If you are listening on the podcast, thank you very much. It's uh, a massive pleasure um, that you actually listen to us and that you're, you've downloaded. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do. And if you haven't left a review, please do as well. That would be awesome. Um, I'd really love to know what you think about what we do. And I know the other guys, I know Alex and Andrew, mm. would love to know as well. Definitely. So if you can leave us a review, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and, and everything. You can find that, you know, you can find us on Twitter at the mm. FTV show. And then you can follow that as a little paper trail to all the other social media that we have as well, um, which would be awesome. So, yes, yeah, a bad Santa then. Um, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Cox as well. Um, you've got in there... Uh, Brett Kelly plays the kid. You even get Bernie Mac and a little bit of John Ritter in there as well. There yeah, in yeah, the... Bernie Mac's in there. That was good because yeah. uh, he he dies. Spoiler mm, alert. Yeah, 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 yeah. He dies. Fifty <laughs> percent. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's, it's it, a, yeah. It, it's a weird one, Bad Santa. It's because it's very lewd, very crude, and it, it centers around the kid. <laughs> yeah. And he he has <laughs> it's it's just the poor child. He reminds me of the kid from Matilda, the fat kid that eats yeah. the, eats, the, eats all the yeah, cake. Very similar. Um, but he's very he, he's very slow. He's just like he is the stereotypical like child that is just awful at everything. Like isn't smart, isn't like athletic, just. <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's just not into anything. But he absolutely falls in love with Santa, Santa inverted yeah. commas, which is played by Billy Pom- Billy Bob Thornton, who <laughs> um, he, he doesn't as much play Santa as uh, a drunk moron in a Santa suit who wants to rob. Um, is it this one that's the the convenience store? Not the convenience, the department store. Is yeah, it there's like a safe in a department store, and yeah, trying to bust into it. And he's one of the best safe crackers, despite being like a foul mouthed drunk. 
Yeah, and uh, he <laughs> and he is abs- He's he literally mullered in the entire film. I think mm. he's literally off his face. And his elf is Tony Cox, who um, he's been in loads of films. But for me, he'll always be the guy that um, has his dick in a popcorn in the Foo Fighters video for Breakout. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember in that. In the car. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's, they're both hilarious and they actually complement each other really, really well. Mm. I think from, uh, you know, from an audience perspective, they actually work really well together and it's actually quite interesting to watch them work as such. Yeah, it's, it's a full-on character movie with this one because they're all slightly ridiculous and over-the-top and exaggerated in their own way. Um uh, and it's just sort of interesting to see how the actors play it, and they play it really well. Uh, and it's good to see all their interactions between all of them, and uh, some of the more uh, outlandish stuff that happens towards the end. Yeah, it does kind <laughs> of go off the rails a little bit towards yeah. the end, doesn't it? It does kind of go a little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I suppose there's like a little redemption story in there because obviously he he turns good in the end and. Yeah, he kind of not so much falls in love with the kid, but kind of becomes more fatherly. Fa- yeah, yeah, more fatherly towards him, and kind of wants to see him succeed. I mean, you know, the kid gets bullied, and he <laughs> teaches him how to fight. And he's, his name is Thurman, mum, and of course, he's going to be bullied. Oh no, that poor child! And yet, his mum's an absolute milf. Yeah, which is really, really was odd. It, was it the mum? I thought it was just a random store elf that he brings back and like they both... Oh yeah it might be actually yeah. yeah because she's she's like nothing to do with and the kids oh it's his grandma there's, uh, a, there's a grandma that looks after the kid yeah yeah but she's yeah. hardly ever there and yeah uh, and he takes the, the the woman elf but yeah that's right and they, yeah. they're kind of like a, a, a parental units for yeah. him I suppose aren't they but super weird yeah it is a super super weird film it's definitely one you should watch though I mm. wouldn't so much play it around children. It's definitely not one that the no. kids could watch. No. Um, and it's definitely not one that I would suggest that you watch with anyone under the age of 18. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely one of those... It's one of those movies that is um, strictly for adults but could easily be badly marketed for kids. Yeah. Uh, and thankfully... Um, I think most people sort of got the idea when it's Billy Bob Thornton on the front cover with... Uh, uh, with the label Bad Santa. Yeah, I mean, he's holding a bottle of whiskey or mm. whatever it is he's got. And he's, I mean, it, it's just the fact that even his beard is like... It's half-shaved it, and groggy and horrible. It's, yeah, it's like a bit, <laughs> a bit grey, a bit brown from the booze, and he, he's kind of staggering everywhere. And he mm. just doesn't seem to to care. Even when he, even with the money, he just doesn't seem to, I, mean, I know he gets done over. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he gets done over. He gets stitched up. Yeah. And doesn't he get shot as well? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. gets yeah, I think he gets shot in the arm. In the, well, not the arm, kind of shoulder uh, area. Shoulder area, yeah, he gets shot and yeah. it kind of just goes it's that's part of the bit where it spirals out of control. And it just kind of the, the film kind of gets away from itself, I think. It goes from the ridiculous to the just downright outlandish stupidness because it kind of just I don't know. It, it's an interesting watch. You mm. kind of have to be in the right mood to watch it. It's not one that I would ease, I would happily say, oh, yeah, do you know what? I'll, I'll stick that on and watch it because <laughs> yeah. it's it, it's not one. It, it's an acquired taste for a film. Even the, And even the sequel is also an acquired taste. It's not exactly... I didn't even know there was a sequel, to be fair. Yeah, there is a sequel. 
Um, that, again, is an acquired taste as well. But... It's one of those films, I think, that you you catch on the TV or you catch, like, randomly on Netflix or something like that, and you, you give it a go, you watch it, and you're like, huh, that was actually way better than I thought. And then you you maybe, um, whenever you see it on Next, you'll flick onto it and watch it again because uh, it is a good movie. But I don't think, for me, it would be ever, like, a necessary buy on DVD and have it on my shelf kind of thing. No, I yeah. I wouldn't either. I mean, you could easily flick through it halfway through and get the gist of it within about yeah. five minutes, I think. Um, it's... I don't know. I don't know how well it did at the box office, but people seem to to like it. I mean, it got as I say, it got to the semi-finals and it, it lost to the Muppets resoundingly, seventy three percent to the Muppets, twenty seven percent Bad Santa. But Bad Santa wiped the floor with a lot of decent movies <laughs> in the you know going up to it. It, it beat Jingle All the Way, one of my favourites. Yeah, love Jingle All the Way. I was surprised it got there, but you know, so it did it it did quite well to get to the semi-finals, but. Mm. I don't know whether that's because the internet or because it has the word Santa in it and people just think, oh, I'll just see Santa and just click it. Mm. I don't know. But it's... It's, it's it, odd. It is. It's one of those... It is, it is strange. It's one of those films that you kind of have to watch once and then make your own mind up as to whether you'd watch it again. I mean, there are some absolutely hysterical parts in it. Mm. Um, that will get you absolutely wetting yourself. And then there are some real cringy bits that you just kind of think, oh, mm. yeah, no, let's not go there. But but yeah, so uh, so Bad Santa was our very first semi-finalist. And as I say, it lost to, it did lose to the Muppets at 75, uh, 73 to 27. So, you know, it, people obviously loved the Muppets a hell of a lot more than Bad Santa. So, which was good. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll play a little bit of music and then we will be back. Merry Christmas.
treats on Christmas. Right there. This is the concierge, sir. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. You was here last night, too, wasn't you? Yes, sir. <coughs> I was. You was here, and you were smooching with my brother. <laughs> I'm afraid you're mistaken, sir. Don't give me that. You've been smooching with everybody. Snuffy. Al, Leo, little Mo with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. <gasps> no, it's a lie. I could go on forever, baby. I'm terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid you're mistaken. We are looking for a young man. All right. I believe you. But my Tommy gun don't get down on your knees and tell me you love me. I love you. You gotta do better than that. I, I love, love you. you. Maybe I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. That's why I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, low-down, four-flushing carcass out my door. One, two... Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a happy new year. The Film and TV Show with Richard S. Only on Heroid Community Radio. May I welcome you to Christmas morning. <laughs> it's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. A cup of kindness that we share with another. A sweet reunion with a friend or a brother. In all the places you find love, it feels like Christmas. It is the season of the heart. A special time of caring, the ways of love made clear. And it is the season of the spirit, the message if we hear it, is make it last all year. It's in the giving of a gift to another, a pair of mittens that were made by your mother. It's all the ways that we show love that feel like Christmas. A part of childhood will always remember. It is the summer of the soul in December. Yes, when you do your best for love, it feels like Christmas. It is the season of the heart. A special time of caring. The ways of love made clear. It is the season 
Singing of a street corner choir, it's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. There you go. So that was Cool Jerk from Home Alone 2, which was mm-hmm. brilliant. Um, you had a little bit in there of Angels with Even Filthier Souls, uh, which is brilliant. Um, that's uh, the, the the sequel to the the, uh, the made-up <laughs> film in the first Home Alone. Um, and also Muppets, It Feels Like Christmas. So we're going to talk about The Grinch, because The Grinch was also a semi-finalist, and that got hammered by Home Alone 2. That <laughs> <laughs> got beat 72 to 28. So both very, very similar. The Grinch... Is the um, it, well? It's how the Grinch stole Christmas 2000, which was the one with Jim Carrey. Feels so long ago. I know. Or it actually, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. It, it feels like one of those movies that you could easily dupe anyone into believing it came out last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, because it's it, it's technically it's not animated, but there's a lot of prosthetics and there's there's, mm. there's a lot going in that it. It feels very plastic, almost, or like yeah. S- I don't know, like set built. I, I, it's weird. It's I wouldn't even class it as like a live action because yeah, I don't, it's I don't just know so weird. Yeah, it is. It is a bit weird. But Jim, I love Jim Carrey. And I think yeah. he's great. I think he plays yeah. it really, really well. Um, if you haven't ever seen The Grinch um, or heard of The Grinch, then uh, give your head a wobble because everyone's heard of The Grinch in some way, shape, or form, mm. whether it be. The cartoons, the books. It's even in Home Alone, too, uh, yeah, at one point. Yeah, it is. Absolutely, yeah, when it mixes with uh, Tim Curry's Smile, face. yes. yes. <laughs> uh, which is brilliant. So, But, yeah, so basically it's about... Um, uh, well, he technically is a who, isn't he? He yes. technically is a who. Um, he's just a, a, a green, hairy who. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's from the mythical village of Whoville, <laughs> which is full of who's. And everyone has a who in their name. And they've all got, like... I don't know what they're like, dog noses or cat noses or... They're, yeah, it's sort of like a catty animal yeah. nose and everyone looks human apart from the Grinch who's covered in this green hair and green skin and yellow eyes. Yeah. Um, but apparently he is a who, but it's never sort of revealed as to why he's like that. Yeah, it's never. he's never really... He's not really I need, acknowledged. I need a prequel. <laughs> I know, right? I know they need to do another one because I, I think Jim Carrey is, ama- is amazing in it. But what gets mm. me, right, is that the little girl... Okay, now I've got to get the name right. Yeah, I know right. this. The little girl, Cindy Lou Who, is Taylor Momsen. Yes. Who is in the band The Pretty Reckless. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah, you remember <laughs> where, you remember her from like just being yay high and yeah. uh, absolutely uh, like adorable in the movie and she's like innocent as anything. Yeah, and yeah. then you see her today and she's just like... An absolute wild child. Yeah. But it's it, it's un, it's an un, unbelievable transformation yeah. from from that to to being a singer. But she actually uh, wrote some of the songs as well when she was mm. little as well. Something I was reading, and I was like, oh, "Wow, very talented um, person." Then, yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, she was one of the the better act, 
actors, better characters in in the film. I must admit, I did like, I, I did love Jim Carrey's Grinch. I think he has a mm. because he's got that rubbery face and he's got that the accents and he does all the the mannerisms and the flailings of the arms and the legs yeah. and stuff. He he kind of he's born for that sort of role. Yes, which is proved in also the series on unfortunate events. Yes, Lemony Slickets. Yeah, yeah, very similar sort of thing, but. He's a he's like just made out of rubber. Like the guy is literally like just twirling and very physical actor can move his body in yeah. really odd ways. But he he absolutely pulls off the Grinch perfectly, mm. and he nails it in terms of the Doctor Seuss version, the original version, mm. and not kind of the the updated version cartoon. And then <laughs> he he kind of nails it. It's brilliant. Mm. I mean, you've got um, it centers on him wanting to basically steal all of the Who Who villains. Um, Christmas presents, uh, which he does. Yeah. Spoiler, you know he steals them, <laughs> and then you know he dresses up as a Santa and everything. He looks creepy as sin. Yes. Um, he's yeah. got a, his uh, his little dog. I can't even think what the dog is. It Bax. I want to say Baxter, but I think no, it's from Burgundy. Yeah, that's from Baxter. <laughs> um, but he's got he's got the little dog that he he dresses up as a reindeer <laughs> with a <laughs> like blinking red nose. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he steals all the Christmas presents, but then he grows a heart. He does grow a heart, yeah. And he kind of starts having like a, a, a reverse heart attack, yeah, it's, which it's is really odd. The best way to describe it as a reverse heart attack, because yeah, he full on collapses at one point and yeah. just like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, because because it's the the Cindy Lou Who. She just kind of melts his heart as such, and mm. you know, she. That they make him, what is it that they make him? I can't think. It's like the the head, the lead who, the mayor of Whoville or something. No, he's no. not the mayor of Who. It's it's part of their um, which uh, their celebrations yeah, and stuff. The, and the, they they, the they make him the lead, but then he trashes the entire village, town, yeah. whatever. <laughs> it just absolutely goes on a massive bender, mm. basically, and trashes everything. You know, steals people's presents, damages the trees. Um, he's literally is kind of the anti-Christmas person, and he just <laughs> as much as he as much as he hates it, he loves the attention, yes. which I think is is important when you're watching the Grinch. Is that you can see he's just lonely, yeah, and he thinks that everyone hates him, but they don't because there's that woman who plays who's played by Christine Baranski. That's the wife of the mayor, isn't it? Yeah, but she yeah. actually she loves him, loves like, the Grinch, like, doesn't she? Because they were. Yeah, they were at school together or something, weren't they? Mm. And um, yeah, and they, they and they, she kind of madly in love with the Grinch, which is really creepy, especially when they kiss. That's like, yeah, that's, I'm not reading too much into it. It's a wrong one, but it's um, uh, it's definitely one of the better Doctor Seuss um, films. Because do you remember that uh, Mike Myers in uh, Cat in the Hat? Oh God, that was horrific. <laughs> yeah. That was ridiculous. At least Jim Carrey has kind of uh, you know. a what I'm looking for an on-screen presence that isn't yep. um, that is more than just comical. He can sort of transform himself into into these sort of uh, cartoony characters, like partly probably because he is a bit of a cartoon in real life. Well, but yeah. like you know, he, he's done the mask, he's done Lemony Snicket, he's done the Grinch. It, it's quite proven that like you put a costume on him and he can completely transform himself into someone else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And he absolutely makes the film. If you haven't seen The Grinch, you must, must go and watch The Grinch. Um, it will be out at Christmas because it's, it's it's a banker to be on. And I said banker um, to be on over the Christmas period and mm. over the, this festive period. So you must absolutely watch it because it is a brilliant film. Um, it's definitely one that the kids would love as well because there's a lot of 
hidden messages in there about you know um, everyone being equal and everyone being uh, mm. being friendly to people even if they look different and mm. kind of more so now than anything it's, it's and it's kind not of, all about the presence exactly yeah. yeah it's not all about the presence because don't they get burnt or damaged or i think he tries to like save them and then it's a choice between saving the presence and saving cindy lou yeah and he saves cindy lou yeah. yeah but then she's like well i don't care about the presence mm. you know i just want you to be a part of our town which is when he has the the reverse heart attack and yeah. kind of <laughs> collapses. <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes all a little bit gooey and stuff. But um, but yeah, no, The Grinch is an amazing film. You must absolutely watch The Grinch. Mm. Um, it's it, it's a brilliant film, more for the brilliance of Jim Carrey in his prime. Mm. And I think it is kind of in his prime. Yeah, you know, around the two thousands because he'd done Ace Ventura and uh, the second Ace Ventura as well. He'd done The Mask. Um, I don't know mm. whether Liar Liar was before or after. I think it was before. Yeah, it might have been I think before. that was 97-ish. Yeah, because that was a great film as well. Mm. So a lot of box office massive hits there. So I think it's definitely definitely one that you, that you should watch. Um, but yeah, it got absolutely hammered by Home Alone 2 in the <laughs> poll, which, again, which was a surprise, actually, because I thought it would be closer between the two than just mm. than what it was. You know, 28%, it was, it was odd. I think it, it's just a case of Home Alone 2 being in a lot of people's hearts. Yeah. So it it automatically just wins their vote straight away before they even think about um, comparisons. Mm. And like like we were saying, it's not about um, the differences of these movies. They're all Christmas They're movies all Christmas together. movies together, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Right, let's play another, another le- load of songs and then we'll be back and we'll talk about the finalists, which was Home Alone 2 mm-hmm. versus The Muppets. Like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look at five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow It's beginning to look a lot Like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be on your own Front door. A pair of hop along boots and a pistol that shoots as the wish of Barney and Ben. Dowser will talk and we'll go for a walk as the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. There's a tree in the Grand Hotel. One in the park as well A sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Soon the bells will start And the thing that will make them ring Is the carol that you sing Right within your heart Right within your heart It's 
like Christmas, 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 Christmas. Who the heck are you? What are you talking about? I'm Santa Claus. No, you're not. Uh, why, of course I am. <laughs> if you're Santa, what song did I sing for you on your birthday this year? Uh, happy birthday, of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how old are you, son? Four. You're a big boy. What's your name? Paul. And uh, what can I Paul, get you for Christmas? Don't tell him what you want. He's a liar. Let the kid talk. You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. Look, I'm not kidding. You're a fake. I'm a fake? Yes. How'd you like to be dead? Huh? <laughs> no, he's kidding. You stink. I think you're gonna have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. Okay. <gasps> now about those hoots. Inviting me down now. On such short notice. Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock. Wallow in self-pity. 4.30, stare into the abyss. 5 o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. 5.30, jazzercise. 6.30, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. 7 o'clock, wrestle with myself. Loathing. I'm booked. Of course, if I bump the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? It's not a dress, it's a kilt! Sicko! Stupid. Ugly. Out of date. This is ridiculous. If I can't find something nice to wear, I'm not going! Ooh. Ah. Mmm. That's it, I'm not going. Hi, I'm Holly Dempsey. You're listening to the film and TV show with Richard S. Here he is, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. Say, is it getting cold around here? When a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. It paints you with indifference like a lady paints with rouge. And the worst of the worst, the most hated and cursed, is the one that we call Scrooge. Unkind as any, and the wrath of many, this is Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug, there goes Mr. Grimm. If they gave a prize for being mean, the winner would be him. Old Scrooge, he loves his money Cause he thinks it gives him power If he became a flavor You can bet he would be sour Ew. Even the vegetables don't like him Master of the underhanded deed. He charges folks a fortune for his dark and drafty houses. As poor folk live in misery, it's even worse for mouses. Please, sir, I want some cheese. 
So that was um, uh, that was uh, beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and then a skip from Elf, which didn't even make it into the quarterfinals. Mm. Um, the Grinch, obviously, which yeah. was great, and that was one of the brilliant. I, I, I just can't. I, I'm booked. I just can't do it. It was brilliant, and uh, then Scrooge from the Muppets, which we're going to talk about because the Muppets was actually the uh, runner-up, which mm. was surprising with forty. 7%. So as someone put on Twitter, and I will, I'll find out who it was, because I can't remember who it was, but um, someone put on Twitter, it's like Brexit. And I was like, oh, dude. <laughs> just <laughs> How just, to make it political. Just Yeah, just don't. You know, <laughs> just, just don't bother. I mean, it was, it, it was funny. I did find it highly amusing, to be perfectly honest. But, um, but yeah, it was... Uh, it was a bit strange. I'll tell you who it was. It was uh, Kevin Moss at KMoss1000 put, Ruddy, hell, it's at Brexit level, um, which was very, uh, very, very strange. Um, uh, the awesome guys at False Start Podcast, they they always seem to comment on myself, which is awesome. So go check those out if you can. That <laughs> They put, are you kidding me? Recount, rematch. This is why democracy doesn't work. I don't get what I want. And it's, the, uh, and it's actually the Jim Carrey from Liar Liar where he goes, oh, come on. <laughs> and he spits out the water. Um, so, yeah, uh, Seb Reeves um, at The Real Mr. Seb, but please don't let a sequel win. Come on, Dickens. Come mm-hmm. on, Muppets. <laughs> um, and I was just thinking, yeah, it's, it's going to be like uh, one of the rare moments a sequel actually wins something. I know, right? I, and it, purely because internet, I think. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, Jess Dalton at Flaffy Go Lucky, who was on last week's show, uh, she just put, I'm just going to say that I'm not happy with this result. It should go without saying that Muppets is the best. Um, Ashley Bernal at the Movie Oracle, I honestly can't choose. Those two are my two favourites, and I watch them every single year for Christmas. No mm. way could I put one over the other. I'd rather cut my arm off. That is true. Um, and Mark at Peterborough Films put, no fair. That's like asking which one of your children you want to sacrifice. Um, <laughs> you got to do it, Mark. <laughs> yeah, you have to pick, mate. You have to pick. So, um, so yeah. So the Muppets come runner up, um, and we were actually talking. It's it, it kind of it's dark, isn't it? It is really it is dark. Darker than most people expect. Like you can watch this, um, and my sister and I usually do. We watch it side by side with the Muppets Treasure Island, and uh, the Muppets Treasure Island is good fun, but it's completely light-hearted. It's sort of jokey all the way through. You put on Muppets uh, Christmas Carol and it gets super dark at places. There's um, 
like we were discussing mid-break and everything, the the death scene, when I was at, well, not the death scene, it's like the ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. Um, he, he looks exactly like the personification of death. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I was really small, like two years ago, I would have to leave, <laughs> no, I, I would have to leave the room um, because it was just way too sort of ominous and there, it wasn't, there was nothing actually scary about that scene. But something to do with the way that the music was directed, the costume designers obviously had great works there going on. Um, I saw some of the uh, sort of um, behind-the-scenes footage like years and years later, uh, once I'd grown up into the movie buff that I am now. And uh, you see, like, this guy is put on stilts inside of the costume to just make him, like, about 8 to 10 feet tall. Uh, He has these weird skeletal arm things that extend his arms... Uh, it, there's a lot of work that went into the costume to make him look so imposing and menacing. See, and uh, I've never seen that. I bet that's amazing to mm, watch. Yeah, it but really yeah, was. It, it is really, really quite dark. And I know that A Christmas Carol is quite dark anyway. It's a, mm. it's a lot darker than most of the film adaptations would have you believe, which I think is, is, is maybe good, maybe bad, depending on which side of the fence you fall. But, I mean, it's the Muppets. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it, 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 it's, it's the weirdest choice ever to mix a tale that can be quite dark at places, and to put the Muppets of all of all things in the world with it, and it works so well. It's like chalk and cheese, but putting it inside a sandwich together. It is, but it's it's just brilliant. I mean, everybody knows the Muppets Christmas Carol. It's probably the majority of people's favourite mm, yeah. film, which is surprising because obviously the internet on Twitter out of 111 votes, only 47% voted for, for the Muppets. I think, um, it's, I think it's generally because it's such a strong Christmas message. Like, yeah. um, you can take Home Alone and you can take even The Grinch and like you put them side by side with The Christmas Carol and they've all got themes and they've all got some messages but The Christmas Carol has a very specific story about Scrooge being an absolute miser, not doing anything for Christmas, uh, isolating himself off from his friends and family, uh, and showing him the cautionary tale of what that will eventually lead to, which is, um, you know, loneliness and death. Yeah. Um, and that is by far the strongest and, like, most important theme, that Christmas is about giving and being charitable and uh, sharing love with friends and family. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's that's the good thing about a Christmas Carol in general is the overall message behind it, and you know that it's never too late to change. Mm. But it's a great turn by Michael Caine. Yes, yeah, he's one of his... brilliant as Scrooge. I've never seen Michael Caine uh, actually. Well, I think towards his later years, towards the later end, uh, I think he's gotten better as an actor. Um, from you know, you can go all the way back to the Italian job where yeah. he was in there originally, uh, and he w- he was always basically just like um, the the Cockney geezer, you know, yeah. the, the British actor that they probably got just because he spoke like that and he was memorable. But like, I think he really does a great performance in Christmas Carol, and that's saying a lot considering most of his like people that he was acting next to were sock puppets, yeah, for want of a better word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are. They're sock puppets. <laughs> Um, yeah, and absolutely right. I mean, it's it's a testament to him mm. as an actor, really, because whenever you whenever you do films with like the Muppets, etc., it's always going to be difficult 
to kind yeah. of build any sort of on-screen chemistry as such, especially because <laughs> they're not real. Exactly. But, I mean, it, but it is brilliant. I I just love, you know, um, just seeing Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, and you just, mm. there's just so many. You just think, oh, it's just great to see the Muppets in A Christmas Carol, and people just kind of fall in love with it. And it is, it is such a feel. It, it's strange because it's a feel-good film, but it's it, it's a dark cautionary tale of, mm. you know, if you continue to be a douchebag, then you're going to end up lonely and miserable, miserable and you know but then it's never too late to change your ways and i think it's you know it is it is brilliant it's just um it's just one of those films that you can watch time and time again mm. it's directed in such a great way as well because it it knows that it's dark in places it knows that it's scary in places and what it does is it uses the muppets as a perfect sort of uh counterweights to sort of balance out the darkness yeah. with a little bit of light-hearted comedy and then it then you sort of hear the musical cues that we're going to go dark again and then we go into something a bit deeper and uh, learn a lesson or two before we bring it back to a joyous ending. Yeah, and I, and I think that's, you know, that's the clever thing that they've done with the music is it gives you that mm. that kind of pre-warning that, you know, it's going to take a bit of a downturn now. I mean, yeah. we were talking about the, the Ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, looking a bit like a drowned child. Yeah. Yeah, um, sort of... and. It's, you know, it's shining bright and light. It's supposed to be not too frightening, but in, a, in another way, it's kind of slightly sinister and weird. Yeah. Yeah. The only ghost that's really sort of joyous and friendly and that you're not frightened of is the ghost of Christmas present, uh, and he dies in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally his job is just to be in the present, and then once Christmas is gone... So is he. he? Yeah. So yeah, he's gone as well. But it it is it, it is a great adaptation of of the film. I mean, for me, it'll always be Scrooged. I think with Bill Murray. <laughs> if I put like put those two together, it it, it would be a tough call. I Every, think everyone has their favourites. Absolutely. That's my that's my favourite adaptation. I think. Mm. Um, but the Muppets is 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 great, and it, having them in the film does kind of lift the, the lightheartedness up mm. a couple of notches because they are they are puppets they are just you know prancing around and bouncing you've got you've got the mouse uh, the mice at the beginning or rats or whatever they are Rizzo and uh, Gonzo that's right yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and you've got all the other characters are in there doing their different roles and they're each having their own little bit and you've got Tiny Tim um, which is it, it's actually quite a quite a sad version of time really really sad yeah. considering it's a puppet it's a muppet it's, it's a frog puppet <laughs> yeah you're all sort of like almost weeping at the end where he's coughing and like hopping along with uh with kermit singing his song <laughs> it's yeah it, it, it's it's very very sad yeah it is <laughs> it's only a muppet but it's it's still really sad and the bit where they're at the dinner table and it's just like everyone apart from tiny tim and you're like oh this is killing me inside yeah it's like it's like if you don't feel sad at this you you don't have a heart exactly you're like chanda from friends you can't cry yeah shocking <laughs> but um but yeah so muppets christmas carol was our runner up mm. um which was uh didn't go down too well, as I, as I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, we demand a recount. We so. demand a recount. It won't be done, but I will be doing a, an overall best of um, between uh, the the four semi finalists, or well, the four finalists. So we'll mm. um, we'll see how that goes between the uh, the post and the pre nineteen ninety one. But um, yeah, we're going to play last bit of music, and then we're going to get into the winner, which is Home Alone two. Mm. 
this is BB Taylor and you are listening to the film and TV show on Herald Radio. Oh, excuse me. Yes? I'm trying to find a German man doll. Me too, me too. Do you have any more in the back? <laughs> what? You see that? <laughs> What these, these guys are looking for a uh, turbo man? A gentleman <laughs> dog, yes. <laughs> They're looking for turbo man. Yes, <laughs> your Christmas spirit. That's better. Now, there must be a turbo man around here somewhere. The last one just left. Um, some lady had it on layaway. A lady? Yeah. What lady? Oh, yeah, uh, just a short, uh, with, with fur coat. Fur coat. Fur coat. Uh-huh. Fur Sorry, coat. buddy. Oh. Hey! This is war. Is on while I pour. Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this no dream? cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew your eyes are like starlight now. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. No, no, Mind if I move in closer. What's the sense of hurting my pride? Really oh, baby, don't hold out. 
Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. The answer is no. Baby, it's cold outside. The welcome is How lucky that you dropped in. Look out the window at the storm. Gosh, your lips look delicious. Waves upon the tropical shore. Gosh, your lips are delicious. Never such a blizzard before But baby, you'd freeze out there Say, lend me a coat It's up to your knees out there You've really been great I thrill when you touch my hand don't you see How can you do this thing to me? There's bound to be talk too Think of my lifelong song At least there will be plenty implied If you got pneumonia and I Get over that old doubt Baby, it's cold so that leads us nicely yeah. into um, the the last that we last film we're going to talk about, which is the winner, which is Home Alone Two: The Return of the Child Saw Movies. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty much what it is, isn't it? Really, let's be yeah. honest. Um, and we were saying actually in the break that it's exactly the same film as the first one. Yes, different yeah. location, but instead of. Like we said, uh, instead of the crazy shovel man, you've got the crazy bird lady. Yep. Uh, Duncan's toy chest instead of the church. Um, running away from the hotel instead of running away with from the, the... With the toothbrush from the shopkeeper. Yep. Uh, his aunt and uncle's house instead of his own house. But it's it, it's a film that clearly resonates with people because of its its hilarity, its comedy, and mm. its and its general... It has a message as well. It's not as strongly... Put forward, I think, but it has a message itself that is very much, um, you know, love and care uh, for what you wish for, and yeah, things like that. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those movies that, uh, again, probably wouldn't have been successful with any other sort of child actor at the time doing that role because it is down to Macaulay Culkin's acting uh, and say what you will about him. Like at that age, he was a phenomenal child actor. He was just knocking them out of the park with a lot of the early stuff that he was doing. And uh, it's reprising the same character again, uh, which means obviously we don't have to have like full backstories or any explanations. We know what happened to him the previous year <laughs> and to have it to happen, sorry, to have it happen to him again, uh, just in a slightly different setting is just kind of refreshing, but I'm glad they didn't make a, a sort of a third one with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's such a quotable film as well, though, isn't it? It's like, mm. we're no longer the wet bandits, we're the sticky, sticky bandits. bandits. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. I mean, I love Daniel Hearn. I think he is amazing <laughs> as fantastic. Marv. But both him and Joe Pesci together, they just, they, they work, don't they? Yeah. yeah. They do just work, and they are the, they are the perfect uh, antagonists. Are you aware of... You know Joe Pesci's character in the movie? He does a lot of the sort of Roger thing yeah, yeah. where he's like just making... He's done that on Darcy. Is it Darcy or is it Bobcat? I've read somewhere that he... he... Basically, um, he had a problem with language on the movie set. Okay. Uh, and so he was ruining a lot of good takes uh, for the movies. So the director had to pull him aside and literally say, you cannot swear, you can do anything you want but you can't do that. So just make up something, anything that you okay. want. And that's why he's, because he's tr he wants to s sort of like just start swearing. Swe yeah. But uh, 
he holds it back and that's why he's just going like that and just okay. losing his losing his mind but yeah I did not know that well there you go you learn something new every day mm. um yeah because that's some of the best bits where he goes Rachel, <laughs> but i mean you know the best bit for me in the film though and i have to say this is where marv gets electrocuted yes. and he goes from from marv <laughs> to, to a skeleton, skeleton marv. <laughs> and it's just like every time i see that i literally crease i know it's coming but I can't stop myself from laughing because it is just so funny. See, that's the great thing about the movie. You can pick, like, favourite bits. Like, everyone has a different favourite. My personal bit uh, is when, um, what was it, Kevin is throwing bricks down. Yes. And he's just cracking Marv every time on the head. And you can see his vision's beginning to just he's, completely blur. He's laying there. He's like, <laughs> he's like, go on then, kid. And Joe Pesci's like, go on then, throw another brick. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just fantastic. It, it is brilliant. It's it, but they wouldn't survive. No, they'd be dead. They like, would be dead. A brick to the head from that height would kill anyone. Just... Yeah, I mean, even if he does have a nice little corner of a brick mark on his face, <laughs> it's it, it's hilarious and all the stuff that it, it, he kind of goes up a notch in the second film with all the all the stuff that he does to to do him over. Yeah, it suddenly becomes a whole lot more. Um... Uh, well, I would say lethal, but not because obviously yeah. everything just seems a lot heavier in the yeah. second one. Like, well, he's got a bollard, the steel bollard, and then the uh, cement bag as well. Even that just landing on your skull yeah. would just. <laughs> and then you've got the the kerosene rope, and then falling onto the uh, onto paint. the the things at the bottom with the paint, yeah. and even them coming down would hurt. Yeah. Um, then you've got the the fireworks and the birds and and all of that in the central and, park and, and the scream from Marv with the birds. <laughs> that is Just... that is probably scarier than the scream that he did in the first one with the tarantula. Yes, which was dubbed over as I said in last week's show, so you can listen back to that if you like. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the reason that people like it so much is because it just holds. It holds something dear to everybody. It's, you know, it's it's always on. It's always on back to back with the first one. People can kind of resonate to it, and because you know, it's a kid that goes on a holiday. I mean, what sort of parents are they that they do it twice? You know, they're like Liam Neeson parents. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's oh. just it, it's just ridiculous. But it's it, it is worrying that that they they don't get done for abuse or neglect. Yeah, you would think um, so, but. But I mean, Catherine O'Hara and, and John and the late great John Hurd are, are, are brilliant. They don't get many lines in it, but mm. when they do, like the slap in the, in the hotel when she yeah. slaps Tim Curry in his face, he's like, <laughs> "Do have a good stay." <laughs> it's like he wants to burst out crying. I mean, he only gets a little bit in there, but Tim Curry mm. just he just lights up. It's the bit with the credit card and the <sighs> yeah, you know, it's his card stolen, and he he kind of chases him, and then he runs out and. They, Bounces through someone's legs and into the. Well, I think it's Rob your, Schneider's legs. I think actually, or yes, it might be. Yes, it was Rob Schneider. Yeah. Um, and uh, into the elevator and then upstairs and then you get the the angels with filthier souls and, uh, the, and the, you cheese know, the, the cheese pizza. The cheese pizza, yeah, and <laughs> into the limo and Duncan's toy chest, which is, um, you know, it's always wanted to go to Duncan's toy chest. When I went to New York, I was very disappointed. It wasn't called Duncan's toy chest. Oh, really? It was actually called something else. I can't, oh. can't think what. I think it's Hamley's. I'm sure oh, it's okay. Hamley's. But yeah, bitterly disappointed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, 
whether or not it's a worthy winner is is debatable because of the internet. But you know, 111 people, 57, 53% of 111 people can't be wrong. It's that nostalgia. I, I keep yeah. saying it's got to be because everyone's seen it. Everyone has their favorite bits in it. Um, it's not as well. I wouldn't say it's. Uh, any less dark than uh, the Christmas Carol can can be, yeah. Because uh, there are dark parts even in Home Alone, but um, yeah, I, I definitely think it's one of the lighter Christmas movies, and there's a lot of slapstick humour that everyone can enjoy. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is just a brilliant film. It's just one that, like you say, the nostalgia just comes back, and because it does make you belly laugh, like proper mm. belly laugh. I mean, it does me, I don't know about other people, but it makes yeah. me belly laugh. And you just think, you know what, that is just, that's what I love about it. Yeah. You know, it's not, whereas <laughs> Christmas Carol is not really a laugh out loud. I mean, just the, you know, even the score for the second one is far better than the first one, I think. And mm. then the music is phenomenal. Um, and I've played some tonight. So, yes. you know, like a Christmas star, I absolutely adore that song. I think it is phenomenal. Um, and we'll be playing one more on the the way out of the show as well. So uh, have a listen to that because it's uh, it's a great song, and it's it's the bit where um, uh, where his brother Buzz is playing the uh, drums on his head with some candles. <laughs> um, so it's a cracking song. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, so so stay on stay stay on and listen. Uh, if you are you know listen on the podcast, some people would sometimes just click off, but listen to the song because it's just brilliant and uh yeah and that that brings us to the end that's the end of the show it kind of whizzed past yeah as it always does uh thank you so much for coming in again alex it's, absolutely no problem it's a pleasure to have you here i need to put your picture up with andrews on <laughs> on the we website may need to retake that picture <laughs> no nah, it's okay it's I a good it's a good a six pack or something on mine it's a good enough picture it's fine um but yeah so uh we will be doing one more poll which will be um I will add in some animations um, and I will do two sets of four for for next week. Some animations including things like uh, Frozen and Polar Express, that sort of yeah. stuff. So do follow us on, on Twitter at the FTV show for that. And, um, and yeah, and then we'll be talking about that next week for the final show before Christmas. And then we'll be back in the new year talking about God knows what. <laughs> no idea at the moment, I'll be Star perfectly Wars. honest. Well, we could do We'd Star Wars. The, uh, new Star Wars coming Absolutely. out soon. Absolutely. So, so that's it. So make sure you're listening again next week. And if you are subscribing onto the podcast, thank you so much. I really can't tell you how um, how chuffed I am and how thrilled I am that you are listening. And if you know anyone that would enjoy any of our podcasts, please, please, please get them to subscribe mm-hmm. and uh, leave us a review because that would be brilliant. Yeah. And that's it. Alex. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Um, are you on next week? Yes. Yeah, awesome. Always. Awesome. Right, that's it, guys. Thank you very much, and I will speak to you all again next week. This is it. No turning back. Another Christmas in the trenches. Buckets in the snow, Carolyn.
The Film and TV Show with Richard S. Only on Heroin Community Radio.